Are we ready to roll? I don't know. Okay, cool. Here we go. 506. No better time, right? Okay. Okay. <sighs> so well, here's worried. my mind. I'm like, ooh, two eleven twenty twenty. It's really like two two uh-huh. two zero two zero. Totally, because one and one is two. That's right. Yeah. Oh. The views stated by the hosts of this podcast are opinion only and should not take the place of a qualified healthcare professional or mental health specialist. This podcast is for education and recreation. Welcome to Ask a Hag, a podcast about self-care and witchcraft in the modern world. I'm Leslie. And I'm Allison. And we are asked questions every day in the work that we do within our community. And this podcast is a space for us where we can share our knowledge and experience as witches and healers. This is also a space where you, dear listener, can find inspiration and also feel empowered wherever you are on your journey. Mm, Truth. And today we have a special guest. We have Laura with us today. Laura, welcome. Welcome to Ask a Hag. Thank you. We are excited. So we've got Laura with us today, and she's a local practitioner here in Pittsburgh, and she's a massage therapist, doula, herbalist, and hedge witch who has a particular affinity for the magic of liminal spaces and traditional crafts. It is. It's so nice to have you with us. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Welcome, Laura. That's so great. I can't wait to laugh into the microphone <laughs> with you, too. It's I already happening. you giggle. <laughs> well, uh, we've got some really special things to talk about today. And when Allison and Donna and I reached out to Laura, uh, we said, what do you feel like talking about and we initially talked about dreams because Laura has um, come to Juju and taught some classes on lucid dreaming. And But you were also feeling called to talk about some other things as well. Yeah, when I checked in with myself about what I would like to talk to you both about, the plants were banging down my door. Mm, as they usually do. As they do, <laughs> uh, to be talked about and... I also want to talk to you about animism. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that makes me feel good. Yeah. Anim- mm-hmm. Animism, anima. What's the difference? Anima is a Jungian term, right? I believe it is. Which is yep. the divine feminine inside us all or the female aspect of us all? I'm not a Jungian. Let me call Tom York. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Tom. Let's ask a hag. But I'm, animism is believing in the sentience of all things. Yes. Which is what I think is <laughs> would be the basis of most craft practices. I would yeah. agree. Even if a person isn't calling themselves as such. Right. Yeah. And you would call yourself an animist. I would. I okay. don't usually. Yeah. I have trouble calling myself things, you know? Yeah. Like, mm. I don't know. I was going to say, like, if you would use it in a sentence, you would say... Hi, my name is Laura. And I guess you could say, hi, my name is Laura. I'm an animist, but I think most people wouldn't know what I'm no. talking about at all. So no, or I, they would misinterpret know. it into something okay. dirty or something like that. You no, know. they wouldn't. Oh, they would. <laughs> people do that. 
Yeah. I I feel the same, Laura. Yeah. Yeah. About I, calling yourself things? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a hard time with it, too. And I would also classify myself as an animist. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just here for the hot toddy. Hot, well, yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by <laughs> hot beverages. Well, so yeah. So I, an I was an, going to ask Allison. Maybe you're better at defining. Oh, this I don't know. Word. I don't know about that. But well, maybe we could both take a stab at it. <clears throat> We're going to figure it out. So <laughs> da, 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 da. Uh, that's like a game the show. The more you know. <laughs> So animism to me is the practice of acknowledging the sentience of things like plants, yes. stones, the landscape, yeah. animals, us, of course. But yeah. we, it, it's easy for us to recognize the sentience in, in the each elements. other. Mm-hmm. The elements, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. So animism is like... I would say the foundation of my personal like daily experience because I have um, an ability to interact with these beings, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, you know, out for a walk, dooby dooby doo, minding my business, and then I hear, and then I get this like, hey, hey, how are you? over here and then then, yeah exactly and then it's like my neighbor's rose bush you know and it's like oh hey what's up dudes like how you doing those hips are looking real nice you know yours or the bushes the the bushes (laughs) (laughs) you know rose hips roses yeah i put it on my face every day yeah you do so like so you know i don't think it's like yeah it is it's super the only thing that works for me good me too good Good. hip oil Mm -hmm. high five (laughs) <laughs> so uh, yeah I just I don't think it's a complicated of course we can complicate it you know that's what humans do best sure. but I, I think it's like also at the core of all paganism and all like cultural traditions that have an earth-based practice and whether or not you can hear the rose bush talking to you as mm. you walk down the street mm. acknowledging the yes. rose bush by its name and just honoring and believing in the sentience of the rose bush that it does have a life force and possibly feelings and right. possibly can respond to you. Maybe yeah. you can hear that mm-hmm. as a voice or maybe you just recognize that it responds right. to mm-hmm. its environment. Exactly. Yeah. And I would think from somebody that's just now starting to hear every now and again when I'm lucky hear somebody talk to me, but beginning, like I always talk to people, like even with the tarot cards, like if you begin a relationship with them and respect them, you will hear what they have to say. Yeah. 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 So I think the same, right? For yeah. Plants. yeah. It's the and same thing. Yeah. Create that like, hello, Rosebush, you're there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I like you a lot. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Cultivating yeah. relationships mm-hmm. with them. That's mm-hmm. exactly it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of people with the rise of stone magic and the interest in, in, you know, prop like what we assign properties to different stones. Um, I think a lot of people are starting to really experience animism through that mm-hmm. in, in an unexpected way. Yeah, I would agree. Because like you can go anywhere now and buy like a piece of rose quartz and yeah. have an, have an experience with something, you know, and, and, and some people can, can really like, plug into the sentience of right. that being you know yeah. but like i mean it's so it's so simple like people have pets 
you know, like we have our dog here, like, of course she's a sentient being, like she has wants and needs and she can communicate to us. Mm -hmm. And it just so happens that she lives in our house. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But lots of the ancient spiritual traditions are reliant on this concept. Very, very, very true. Yeah. It's a word that we can use to describe the concept, but it's also the basis of like shamanic traditions and, um, I'm blanking on the word for the Japanese tradition. Mm. Shinto. Yeah. Shintoism. Yep. That's right. Um, yeah. So it's, it's not for me, it's more of a general concept that extends to many things Mm -hmm. that can just describe this process of honoring and being in relationship with Mm -hmm. and acknowledging the sentience of, um, what we would call inanimate, objects or non-human beings Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but agreed are they inanimate no they're not inanimate (laughs) they're not (laughs) (laughs) even my shoes right i love my shoes shoes. yeah Mm -hmm. relationships in all things yeah definitely i mean I mean, houses have personality. Exactly, oh. rooms. Yeah, spaces. exactly. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, there's... A, there's I, I, I mean, we're over-explaining at this point. We are, yeah. and I was going to say, this is... Can we segue into Please. plants? Because yeah. the plants Always. just <clears throat> want to be in relationship. They do. They just want us to talk to them mm-hmm. and acknowledge them. And if we can listen that's cool but at least like learning their names mm-hmm. learning to identify them and say their names to them that's good it is good let's do it more. yeah <laughs> we should do we it we can more. expound upon that idea but that <clears throat> yeah. was the general idea yeah that i was called to say into a microphone today wonderful mm-hmm. it's beautiful the acknowledgement yeah. is more important than anything else i think i agree because your <clears throat> life force your energy ripples out and touches its life force and energy and that has a huge effect on both beings that are participating in that act and you know there's like science for that shit you know so we we can ground it in in something that you know um critical thinking people can understand right you know um just look up any like house plant um experiments on the internet and you can see all kinds of shit that people are doing with plants but it could also be as simple as cooking your own food and Mm -hmm. giving blessings to your food before you eat it Mm -hmm. or at least gratitude for the food that you're eating which i'm assuming here is plant-based but even if it's animal-based it should be just important plants yeah you know Mm -hmm. yeah so there's There's a lot of ways ways. yeah lots of ways Mm -hmm. it's cool yeah that's nice um so talking about like plants and stones too my niece had done a paper a while back like she did a little scientific study on um growing a plant on its own let's just say a house plant Mm -hmm. and then having a house plant that would have a quartz crystal or something in it and taking notice over a week's period of time how the both of them responded and Mm -hmm. she said that the plant with the crystal or with the stone was flourishing yeah i mean they were both doing well but you could it was noticeably different yeah with the plants with the stones one time pete bought me a rose bush 
and then did not plant it into the yard. He just bought it and left it in the plastic pot on the deck. And it got watered. It rained a few times, but he forgot about it. It was neglected. And when he remembered to go plant it, it looked really sad. And I said, I'm sorry, honey, this is the one you bought and you planted it. So (laughs) you have to go over and talk to it and tell it it's going to be okay and you're going to make it. And thank you very much. And he looked at me the way (laughs) that (laughs) you might imagine. (laughs) I got to do what? (laughs) He'd never talked to a plant before. But they consistently grow better, especially when I'm transplanting my house plants, you know, repotting them after the year with new soil or if they outgrew their container, I always talk to them or play them a song or sing them a song or something like that. Yeah. And he just looked at me like I was nuts, you know, I was like, (laughs) you gotta, you just gotta go tell it. It's a good plant. It's gonna make it. And then a few weeks later, it went from shriveled up and looking like it was going to die to having a few buds. Yay! And he got so excited. And he ran inside and got his guitar. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to sing you a song. And whether or not it was because he talked to it, he had a relationship with the plant then, you know, which is what I'm trying to get across here. That his relationship with that rose bush. It's now special. every time he notices that it's flourishing, yeah. it's like, "Wow, look at that rose bush that's flourishing!" Oh, that's awesome. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's He's so cool. not a plant person. That's cool. You don't have to be a plant person uh-uh. to talk to a bush once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, also I, true. You know, I wouldn't necessarily call myself a plant person, but I respect the plants that are that I that I care for. Yes. Oh, you do. sure. I would you know, agree. lots like we kiss. Yeah. Yeah. We kiss. Good. Do. Oh, it's gentle. Yeah. It's gentle smooch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then I get, and that's another thing that <clears throat> has come up. Maybe you guys can talk to this a little bit. Um, some people have asked me, like, how do I know if I'm under psychic attack? Ah, uh, yeah. And they'll say, my plants aren't thriving, yep. or my animals are getting sick, yep. or my house is being overtaken by, you know, ants or termites or, you know, whatever what do you guys have to say about that like let's say that that is a fact and somebody like what would you as animists see i used it in a sentence what would you good uh, job good job buddy more than i have used it in a sentence frankly (laughs) (laughs) i don't use it in a sentence all that often Mm -hmm. but um they respond to the energy of the person or in the space that they're in for sure Mm -hmm. that has never personally happened to me Mm -hmm. I'm going to knock on some wood here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, I could imagine that if someone was carrying something yeah. or their space was carrying a certain energy, that that would affect the plants there for sure. I, I would agree. It's a barometer, you and know. Then how can it just be like, oh, I'm overwatering this? I think it has to be. Asking you, for a friend. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have to take it, you have to like take all the context clues, you know. It's not just like, right. oh, my succulents don't like all this water, you know. It's also like, and I've been chronically sick and all this other stuff, yeah. you know. it's It's got to be like a collective instead of just, oh, my plants aren't doing well, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. So, I mean, you got to be logical about it. So, you could have like uh, mites in your plants. Yeah. You could have, you could be overwatering. You could be underwatering. Like, you know, there's a lot of different aspects to it. But okay. Yeah, you got to look at the collective aspects of your life. It could be Black Philip. It could be, it could be Black Philip. <gasps> Black Philip would never 
ever good <laughs> do anything. Feed your plant more butter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's another way to have relationship is yeah. to start yeah. to notice yep. those things and respond to them and kind of talk to them as you do. Yeah. Um, you know, if you have a bunch of plants in the same area, but only one plant or one kind of plant is doing poorly, are you treating all those plants exactly the same, mm-hmm. watering them all the same amount? Maybe that one doesn't like this much water it needs mm-hmm. more it needs less maybe it's too much sunlight not enough sunlight yeah new pot situation yeah or not ever repotting them at all yeah right which is a thing so i just talk to them yeah and i just say yeah. hey yeah. buddy why do you look so wilty <laughs> what <laughs> you up going to? on what you up to <laughs> mine will actually tell me that it's time to water them too <gasps> it's just like they kind of just yeah. they're like yo yo hey what's up over here i don't what's, water what's going until on? they ask that's yeah. Right. Yeah. Same. Mm-hmm. Do you Leslie's hear them face say is like slack jawed? <laughs> no, it's no. It's just like a love it. Feeling. It's like they're they're like grabbing at you. you yeah. Know? They're like kind of like pulling on your. I'm just gauging for energy me too. I'm like how how much because I think that the bigger thing too is like somebody like me who's not so engaged is maybe like hey wait a minute maybe they're actually engaging and I am picking up on it. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. to yeah okay. I think there's just all these little subtle things like if you're good at looking at a person and judging by their um, posture or their facial expression or the tone of their voice, maybe what's going on with them emotionally. Plants kind of give off this emotional vibe a little bit. Yeah. And like their color starts to look a little gray or their edges start to look a tiny bit shrivelly or their leaves start to curl just a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, like they're putting out some Mm -hmm. signals that aren't just psychic messages right at least for me yeah agreed it's a blend it is it's a blend of things but you know yeah like houseplants are a really accessible way to kind of cultivate that side of yourself because you know they're in your space and or they're easily obtainable and um you know you can learn a lot about the nature of plants by having them in your house and they're not just decorative you know, they're friends yeah. and they can be guardians too. You know, they, they can, can be, they can be magical, um, companions as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have two orchids in our bedroom that do a lot of work. Oh, like what are they doing? They're, they're protectors. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So how would you know if something was going on? What happens to the orchid? Well, they tend to drop their air roots more. Like they don't like their their air roots tend to shrivel up and stuff if things aren't going well for oh. what we're working on together. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Do you have plants in the bedroom, Laura? I do. I have one Christmas cactus, and it doesn't like where it is right now. It just oh, kind of got shoved there because we have been in transition, moving from one room to another room in our house. So I need to pay more attention to it. It's been telling me for a couple of weeks, I don't really like it here. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, Laura? (laughs) This is the first year I've had it, and I've had it for maybe, I don't know, six years that it didn't put off flowers Mm. at the holiday time. Yeah. And sometimes it puts out two rounds of flowers, like one around Thanksgiving and one around New Year, or maybe a little later, you know, but it... It was very happy before. Hmm. Now, it had one little bud that didn't open. So, those kind of things. Um, And just some air purifying plants, like Mm -hmm. some spider plants and some 
I have an orchid, actually, in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think I need to bring more plants into the bedroom. Ooh, spice it up. (laughs) Let's get everybody involved. Just, you know, why not? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, cool. Um, So, Laura. Yes. um, In the work that you do here in the community, um... And you do many things, and you do many things very I well. Do. Thank you. Um, where do you find your greatest joy right now? Not to be a dead horse. The plants. <laughs> the plants. I'm actually not really working with the community. That's not true. I'm not um, seeing clinical herbalism clients at the moment, but studying plants and talking about plants and thinking about plants and taking plant medicines and making plant medicines. That's I have some my lilac spot. tincture, which I love. How's that going I for you? I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's right next to my sovereign. Oh, that makes me oh, really excited. That's me too. So that's my favorite. <gasps> so what's it like your lilac tincture? Well, this is a question I had for Allison actually, because mm-hmm. I made this, it's a lilac flower essence. Mm-hmm. It's just a shrub in my yard, but mm-hmm. you know, the plants, they sometimes talk to me and this one had an extra great amount of flowers. So I made a flower essence, mm. which is not as strong as a tincture. A tincture, you take an alcohol extraction from some part of the plant, the root or the flowers or the leaves, and it actually pulls those chemical constituents out of the plant material. A flower essence is the essence, the vibration, the plant. Um, I did it in water and sunlight, and then I added alcohol just to preserve it. Mm-hmm. But it's not those chemical constituents as much. Yeah. Because I didn't boil it. I didn't draw it out with alcohol or something like that. Um, and it just made me feel really happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I made a lot of it, and I gave it away mm-hmm. to people. Yeah. It made me feel like I had little fireworks going off inside. I love it. That's excellent. I'm so like, but I couldn't find. I couldn't. I I sometimes get a calling from the plants. I work with them in this way, and then I look it up later because I want to have this kind of experience with the plant before I read about it, as I don't want it to be colored. When I went to read about it, I couldn't find anything about lilac magical plant uses, Mm. lilac medicinal plant uses. Hmm. I don't know. None of my books said anything. Hmm. I know it as a grief remedy. <gasps> really? Oh, yeah. That makes sense. So, um, and and like in particular, a remedy for people that get like a shock, a shocking experience where, where then like they're left with a deep, heavy sadness. Wow. <clears throat> afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... And to me, that makes sense because of when it blooms and how joyful it is. And I mean, I don't know anybody that doesn't love the scent, you right. know, and the the sensual experience of of the lilac. So, um, but magically speaking, it doesn't have a great reputation. <laughs> Well, tell me more. Well, apparently it's bad luck to bring the blooms inside oh. the house. I know. It's just, it, and you know. <laughs> Donna like, waved her she, hand. Yeah, like, she's right. Oh I mean, it's like a lot of the stuff that I was reading was really like based in like Christian medieval like vision and practices. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I, I'm, I don't take stock in that because I, I think that's really colored and clouded. Um, 
but uh, I, I, I too, I'm always learning more, and that you know, I'm, I'm learning more about lilac mm-hmm. as well. But that's what I know. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah it made me feel less anxious, mm-hmm. and it made me feel more joyful. Mm-hmm. And I have so much. Do you want more? I love, yeah. <laughs> I'll I love take it. some. <laughs> I love some. Yeah. That'd I be see great. Oh, yeah. awesome, awesome, awesome! Thank you for sharing. So, yeah, that's that's lighting me up right now, and a lot of body work. I love giving body work. Uh, massage is what I mean by body work. But mm-hmm. there's just such a nice connection mm-hmm. with the client on the table. Yeah, your Reiki is pretty awesome. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like doing that too. Yeah. I like it all. I can't pick. I don't know. It's all great. (laughs) It is all great. Yeah. Yeah. What is your favorite plant right now? Oh, that's actually one of our questions. Wow. Oh, it is? Yeah. Maybe maybe hold that. Okay. Well, I'll keep it in. I don't know. Anyway, I'll I'll just think about it. It's hard hard to pick. So will you talk to me a little bit about the dream work stuff that you. Yeah, Absolutely. Your you want like with m- my story? Sure. Okay. Here I would love to hear that. Yeah. Oh, you haven't heard? I it? have not yeah. heard. Oh wow! It. No. Well, you're in. I haven't real. had a chance to get take ready. any of your classes. So. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you know, I was a kid, and kids have dreams, and kids have nightmares, and some of us pay more attention to them. Uh, I don't think anything special about that. You know, I paid more more attention to my dreams as a kid than other people, but not like an undue amount. And when I was 18, something traumatic happened to me, and I started having nightmares, which is a classic PTSD symptom. Sure, yeah. Same nightmare. I shouldn't say nightmares. It was the same nightmare almost every night for months. Um, and like, then not every night, but often repetitively for years. And after trying all the traditional things, traditional, I mean, conventional medicine things, therapy, pharmaceuticals, um, what else did I do? Oh, self-medicating with mm, alcohol of and course, yeah. marijuana and caffeine pills and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, I said, this is ridiculous. I feel so bad because I'm not sleeping. I'm not sleeping because of the nightmare. I'm going to go to the root of the problem. And I didn't know anything about holistic health. I didn't know. You know, I was just like, I'm having a problem. I have to solve it. Here we go. I think I was in college watching The Waking Life and things like this. It was mm. impressionable. Oh, yeah, The Waking Life. I forgot so about that. So I taught myself how to lucid dream to literally kick the nightmare's ass. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It is awesome. And it worked. And I wouldn't say that I'm an especially talented lucid dreamer. I just tried really hard because I had to. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got into it Mm -hmm. and then I started teaching about it a few years ago because my guides were just like you have to (laughs) (laughs) you don't have a choice (laughs) (laughs) don't you love it don't you love it when they yell things at you until like you're like all right fine okay I hear you could you do this when I'm not in the bathroom (laughs) right (laughs) <laughs> or trying to sleep. I was anyway. telling Leslie and Allison that um, I was laughing so hard at the Gently and Compassionately episode. Yes. If you haven't listened to it, listen oh to gosh. it. Laughing so hard because I've learned so many hard lessons and this was definitely one of them. Oh. <laughs> definitely learned the hard way with this one. But yeah. yeah, I taught myself how to lucid dream and I had the nightmare and then I became lucid and I did a like tie bow, like side kick. Nice. And the figure shattered like glass oh, man, that's and, beautiful uh, yeah 
there it is. That's the story. That's great. Excellent. Well, we do have some folks that have some great dream questions and great plant questions. Oh my Should gosh. we go into questions? Yeah, let's do it. You want me okay. to kick it off? Kick it off. All right, sweet. writes my whole life i've found myself having prophetic dreams what would be your advice for someone who is starting to harness these abilities with these dreams manifesting themselves so strongly are there any other areas of witchcraft that would go hand in hand with this ability am i obligated to tell others with these powers or can i quietly help them in the shadows without people knowing general tips for juggling everyday life friends family and career and starting to practice thanks so much all right thank you okay thanks anonymous so what do you think laura are we obligated to tell people that when we see stuff in our dreams heck no Uh -uh. i thought so too Uh oh no Uh i think that's boundaries yeah boundaries oh what a good word the thing that comes up over and over again when people talk to me about dreams is that boundaries (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. Um, if you have a prophetic dream no you're not obligated to say or do anything about it what do you two think about that prophetic dreams coming up oh yeah or are you obligated no i i don't what do you think about this working in the shadows without people knowing i don't necessarily i don't know about that either i i i just i yeah i don't I feel like there's a way to to work with people in that way if you still have good boundaries about it. But I think they should know about it. Like they should get to consent to that. Well, yeah. that's right. like when you get attuned to Reiki or any other that's kind of right. energetic that's healing. That's right. You have doing it's a contract. You have to ask that's somebody right. if they're willing. Correct. And to also do. doing Correct. spell work on, yeah. on a person's behalf. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a magical contract. You can't just be like, all right, I'm going to make it so that I'm going to work a spell so that my mom gets a million dollars. Like, no, you got to. Right. Got to talk about yeah. it. Absolutely. And sometimes if you have a dream about someone you really love, it's really hard not to tell them it's true. if it's very good or very bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. You want to warn them or you want to say, hey, this really lucky thing might happen to you, but I don't, it's still in that case, even though it's hard, don't feel obligated. This is an ethical thing. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I had a very weird dream last night about a loved one. <laughs> oh, we'll see. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think I want to tell this person because yeah. number one, it could be alarming. Number two, I'm not really quite sure the context. I'm still processing that personally. And Absolutely. Uh, you know, I have dreams about people all the time. Yeah. Will you tell me if you ever have a dream about me? No, oh. it's not. It's a boundary issue. Oh, it is a boundary issue. <laughs> Never mind. But I retract that request. Do, I ha- do I have your request to tell you about a dream I have about you? Yeah. I think if she's asking, that's for your okay. approval, for your okay. That's my yeah. request. Yeah. I, I guess mainly, this is totally about me right now. I don't have prophetic dreams. I don't have mm. a dream life in that way. And so I find it really intriguing. Yeah. You know, really like, it's like exotic, I guess. Sure. You know, yeah. so that's all. I yeah. think the more you pay attention the more you can connect the dots Mm -hmm. but i don't really have that many Mm. it's just that i pay so much attention that Mm -hmm. every once in a while i'm like oh hey i dreamed that Mm. or 
or sometimes they have a quality about them that makes me go, huh, in the morning. Sure, yeah. yeah. But I don't know if it's going to come true. It's like and so that's I, the other part of the ethical yeah. issue. It's like I might That's the thing. Think, How do you know it's right, going to come exactly. true? Yeah, yeah. You and might wake up with a yeah. strong feeling, yeah. but what is that? That's a strong feeling. Right. You know, And it might have a different tone than other dreams you right. have that you can get to know that tone mm-hmm. by working with your dreams, journaling, and mm-hmm. you know, spending time there. Donna. Donna's raising her hand. Um, you have some uh-huh yeah yeah nope i have jumped about other people and it's and that's also sometimes when i'm like i don't know if i want to do this like, yeah. anybody. <laughs> like, i'm just gonna see if this plays out yeah i mean because i i have i i did bring something i had a dream once i was in a relationship with somebody and i had a dream about their in-law and i shared it and it didn't go well yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like, why would we want to wind somebody up? Yeah, you that's know? just it. And, and, just, let's, let, and let's just, let life unfold the way it right. needs yeah. to unfold. Yeah. Right? And I was still coming into understanding a little bit about who I was and what mm. were some of my strong points. Yeah. And so I don't think that I necessarily went about it the right way. So, mm. so, then, so then some thoughts about how maybe they can navigate some of this or, or, yeah. or as this person asks... Your advice for someone who's starting to harness these abilities? So if it's something you want to cultivate, then you can keep tracking those dreams and notice if there is a correlation or correspondence in your day-to-day world, if it does in fact come true later, right? That's what right. I'm saying. Right, right. Yeah. But people also have free will and the, the world comes together in the way that it does. It just unfolds and unravels and people make choices and... You know, you might see the path they're headed down now and they might change that course later. Yeah. So keep that in mind, too. It doesn't necessarily mean there's nothing to that feeling in that dream if it doesn't unfold in that exact way later. Do you agree mm-hmm. with that? Mm-hmm. Do you ever see it that way? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Even in tarot readings, too, though, when I'm like doing work for people in tarot. Yeah. And I'm like, look, here's what I'm seeing right now if the temperature stays the same right and you continue on this path here's what you could expect Mm -hmm. but something could happen and completely change everything and then that's going to change the course of the universe too that's the whole concept of like thoughts becoming things or like you know like putting your energy out into the world you know to kind of manifest something yeah if you're staying with it and setting that intention intending to your intention you might just see that that come to fruition but if you're not really decisively thinking about your future or something and you're kind of constantly changing your mind mm. the universe is like oh wait a minute oh wait no we're going right nope no one left nope she's going nope wait 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 you know so things like shift and change so frequently um but i i, I highly agree in like keeping a journal yeah and you taught so beautifully like it does not have to be sentences and paragraphs right right, right, right. Yeah. yes no it can just be Keywords. notes jotted down it yeah. could be scribbles pictures whatever mm-hmm. works for you mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be full sentences it doesn't have to be a narrative mm-hmm. it doesn't have to make sense chronologically or tell a story um i had uh i had a dream about having to choose between meatloaf or an egg mcmuffin breakfast sandwich well, what did you choose well, that's the thing. In my dream, I couldn't choose. Oh, that's anxiety. But the, oh. It was really, it was that's really a nightmare. Hard. Yeah. It was terrible. It was terrible. 
But then the next day, Donna said to me, hey, we should go get breakfast sandwiches. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. And I, you do have prophetic <laughs> dreams. <laughs> and I slapped her. We were, we were in the car. And I was so excited. I slapped her, um, her knee so hard. I was like, oh, my God. I dreamt about this last night. <laughs> Mine are usually that inconsequential. Like two nights ago, I had a do dream. Do you think of, I can? Yeah. Can I tell the future? What do you think? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, Yay! you can. Yes. <laughs> two yeah. nights ago, I dreamt that a, a childhood friend's parents were selling their house. And it was such an inconsequential dream that I forgot about it by the time I woke up. And then my mom came to visit and said, hey, your childhood friend's parents are thinking about moving. <laughs> It's like, what am I going to do with that? Yeah, you know, well, that kind of like, like goes into like what they're asking here. Like, do I? I mean, it's not. Yeah, like you don't necessarily have to. Because no. what's it gonna? What's it gonna change? Could it? And just, why are you receiving that information? I don't yeah. know. Well, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I kind of think it's just our like collective consciousness, yes. intuitive antenna, like working. Right. You know, that's right. basically tapping which in. is on all the yeah. time. Yeah. But, Absolutely. You know, in the dream world, it's a lot easier for it to manifest in right. the way that, you know, we're used to. So, right. But so yeah. if they're really strong and either you want to work with people in that way, I'd say be very intentional about it and cultivate mm. this practice privately for a while and do it under guidance. Seek out master teachers who are working with people in that way. If that's something you want to do. And then be ethical about it with mm. the people that you're working with. Mm-hmm. Or if it's like interfering with your life and you don't like it and you don't want to do anything about it, it's okay to have boundaries. It yeah. totally is. You don't have to take in everybody else's uh-uh. psychic stuff in your dreamscape. Nope. Yeah. You don't have to. So mm-hmm. you can make a choice there yeah. about how to proceed. Um, anonymous asks, asks again, too, just very quickly with these dreams manifesting so strongly, are there other areas of witchcraft that could go hand in hand with this ability? And I would say like visual meditation. Absolutely. Yeah. Scrying work too. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Being able to yeah. see images. He's like, it's my understanding. I have, because of my experience, just having such vivid dreams mm-hmm. and prophetic dreams that I do tend to see things, symbols and such very easily and very quickly. So, mm-hmm. You know, like aromancy, looking up at the sky and studying clouds or um, flight patterns of birds or even, yeah, like your scrying is awesome in the flame or in an obsidian mirror, bowl Mm -hmm. of water, Um, visual meditation. What do you think? Yeah, I really like journey work um, because then I can go into this altered state but be conscious doing Mm -hmm. it so that Mm -hmm. I can work with whatever guides or elements or or. If deities, if you work with them, you choose um, while you're awake, so you have a little more control over the landscape yeah. of yep. your altered state. Um, but I also like that you bring in tarot because sometimes the dreams are symbolic, and you might think that it means one thing, but it might be a prophetic dream, but it's not meaning exactly the thing that you think that it's meaning. So working with symbology and working with you know various kinds of oracles when you're awake. Is also helpful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Using that to, to confirm yes. what you're thinking and, or pardon me, confirm what you're dreaming about. And to practice when you're conscious. Yes. Yeah. It is about practice. It's about practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, last two, just general tips for every day. And I think go slow. Yeah. Keep track of yeah. everything. And do it, do it daily as well. Yeah. I would say just, you yeah. know, making a small amount of time in your schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
Michaela from Pittsburgh says, Hi, Ask a Hag. I would love to know more about what plants, native to Pittsburgh ideally, or Western Pennsylvania, that we can plant or grow here in PA. Plants that can be used for their powers as well as their beauty. I think Allison mentioned that lavender is great for protection in the past. I'd love to start planting my garden for things that will be beautiful, but also purposeful for our practice. Oh, my heart goes pitter patter. Me Uh. too. I got one. (laughs) Okay, great. Witch hazel. Oh yeah. I've really. I mean, for me this this winter in particular, witch hazel's really been a big one. The Ozark uh, variety in particular, because I really like their. Uh, flowers they have more of an orange to purple center Um, but you could really ground a garden nicely with a witch hazel sure because it's a shrub yeah and it's really rooted in protection magic absolutely which is lovely to base your garden around yeah I'm right there with you. I'm with roses. You know? Oh, yeah, roses. I have roses surrounding my house. Mm-hmm. I never thought I'd be that person. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. I thought I was going to plant vegetables around my house. And I do have some vegetables, but sure. rose bushes are so nice for protection. Yes, they are. They're thorns. But mm-hmm. They're also beautiful. They smell great. You can use their petals and their yeah. hips for magic. Lots of medicine as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think people so often, just especially people that you know are doing magic or... They want to go immediately to that exotic plant. And yep, it's like, sure. no, no, <laughs> no, Rose, Rose is so, so perfect glad when you and talked beautiful. about lavender that time. Lavender they're, is great. They're popular and they're, they're, they're vastly used for a reason. Yes, they're so yeah. exactly. fucking great. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And accessible. And most importantly, they want to work yeah. with us. They want to, yeah. you know, um, Rosemary. I know that's not native to, to Pennsylvania. I know our listener was looking for native plants per se. Could I go on a little native plant tangent? Do it. Do it. Do it. Okay. So what if you let things just grow oh, to see what comes? My heart is <laughs> so pleased. You too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about the weeds for a minute. Let's talk about them. Oh, God. Bless them. <laughs> they, I mean, they are present because they need to be present in your landscape. All of the plants that are in your landscape that are like plant themselves are reclaiming that piece of land and they're doing really important work, right? Yes, but can I ask you to expound upon that mm. for our listeners, your well, sh- listeners? Sure. Oh, for, for our listeners. So, for instance, mulling. Yep. Is a good one. Um, Moline verbascum thapsis, it's its uh, botanical name. Um, Moline breaks down rock. That's one of its yes. major uh, functions in the landscape. Um, so, Moline tends to come up first whenever um, like a lot of construction happens. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, those people leave and then the land is just there, just chilling. Um, mulling comes in and begins to um, break down large pieces of rock right. and with their amazingly powerful roots, which then uh, ends up um, 
reclaiming the the soil quality itself yeah which then new plants can move in so mullein's kind of transient it doesn't always stick around um when it's done doing its work it kind of leaves um but mullein has a lot of magic and a lot of medicine in it mm-hmm. and it has uh, a beautiful seed pod that some like to call hags taper mm-hmm. oh I've heard of this. Yes. Its leaves are so soft and so so pretty. Yeah. Yeah. It's so lovely. So that's like one example. And they used to light those and make a torch. Back that's right. That's did why you they say were called. It already? I spaced no, out for I a didn't. Minute. I did not. No. So <laughs> Hags Taper, um, Hags Taper is an old, um, uh, I guess, folk craft. Um, and so after the plant, the second year plant gives off its life, it shoots up um, a seed stalk. It does its thing, and then it's left with this really long stalk with um, seed uh, heads at the at the end. And people will dip it into fat or beeswax, and then you can use it as like a way to light your way. Very cool. Yeah, or in magic as well. Okay. And a lot of the common weeds that are also medicinal, like compacted soil, mm-hmm. so places that we walk on a lot or places yeah. that are recently um, construction sites with mm-hmm. dirt that's been tamped down, by machinery or by hand, uh, they'll come and be there on that space. And so a lot of the magical plants in my yard are just the ones that offered themselves to that space yeah. because yep. we recently had dug up the whole yard. And now about four years later, different things are starting to come in, but those first two or three years were the most magical plant mm-hmm. experiences of my life because wow. all the plants were just offering themselves to this new landscape to try to heal it. Yep. Isn't that amazing? What a com- that's community. Yes, yeah. it is, and a commitment as well. Wow. It's amazing, and it's it's part of land magic, you know, because you get to see what the landscape is giving, and then work with it on your own in the same way. If you don't know what it is, just take your little plant ID book out. That's ah, right. There's get even to know it. there's even apps on the phones. That's you right. Can do the app. Absolutely, but plantain and thistles. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Donna, I'm so glad that you. <laughs> she sees me today. Did we answer that one? Well, native plants is what they wanted, yeah. <laughs> and, I think so. and I, we just got witch hazel, so that's it. Um, and rose? Mm, no, oh, not so much. <laughs> no, let's no. Just sit back. No, you're no, cool. No. You're all right. No, it's good to. To be checked because we're just waxing yeah. philosophical on the plants that we like. Okay, so all right. So how about goldenrod? Let's talk about, about goldenrod golden for a minute. Goldenrod has lots of varieties. It's all native to North America. Woohoo! Um, it's the the showy goldenrod is amazing and really beautiful. It's a pollinator plant as well. Prosperity magic, yeah. right? I got a lobelia in my yard this oh. fall, and that was really special. Oh, lobelia so has a really pretty flower. Um, they're kind of teeny tiny, the one that was in my yard, but some of them are bigger. Some of them are pink. Some of them are purple. Mm-hmm. And they have five-petaled flower that looks like um, like a mouth, kind of. Yeah. Would you yeah, say a mouth? Definitely. It kind of looks like a snapdragon yeah. a little bit if like the petals its of the snapdragon were opening, more open. Yeah. Like two are opening, is it up and three down? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it's beautiful. And it, the one that came to my yard was a native ceremonial smoking plant. Mm-hmm. 
So that was just really special. Talk about plant magic. Yeah. You know. yep. But there was only one of them, so I did not harvest it to dry it and smoke it. Right. I just watched it and went out there every day and said, hi, how are you? Thank you for being here. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> I want to be a plant in your garden. <laughs> you might. <laughs> hi. Hi. <laughs> here I am. Just so, growing. Yeah. yeah oh. Um. Lobelia is gorgeous. Yeah. The great blue Lobelia is but my favorite. But that was just like, if we had cut the grass, it wouldn't have been there. That's right. So you have to really be patient and really be watching and also kind of be lucky. You can and plant these things, I guess. kind of let go the white colonialism <laughs> yeah. in, in gardening. Yeah, you yeah. know, the whole like perfect English garden, like not English garden, the perfect Italian man exactly yeah yeah the manicured garden you kind of have to let go of a little bit it's the wild spaces that really Mm -hmm. bring the special plants it's true Mm -hmm. amen very cool good stuff all right um Matt from Pittsburgh writes hi hags I have two questions In the last couple of months, I've had really intense dreams. I've had several different kinds of dreams, too. I've experienced dreams that are just kind of a collection of symbols. I've experienced fragments of dialogue between friends, acquaintances, and even people I don't know personally but have seen before. I've also had some precognitive dream experiences, too. I was recently diagnosed with a low-grade sleep apnea disorder, However, I do require the usage of a CPAP machine, which sucks, by the way. But since using the machine, the dreams have stopped. Do you hags have any suggestions on how to promote more dreaming, even with this sleep experience? In addition to all the types of dreams I've listed above, I've also had the feeling of being inside places that are very familiar, but I don't recall ever being. These dreams are highly vivid, so vivid that I'm able to touch and smell things. I've experienced the crashing back sensation with these types of dreams too. Is what I'm experiencing astral projection? Did I astral project somewhere and naturally get myself back? Any insight would be highly appreciated. Thank you all for the wonderful work you do in the community. All the best. Very cool. Yeah, very cool questions. Crashing back. I've had some crazy experiences with that. Oh, boy. Do tell. What? Have you? I, (laughs) yes, but I don't hear you talk about it. What? Well, um, so for anybody that's listening, the crashing back sensation is when you shake yourself awake. Like, oh, my God. Uh, Typically, pardon me, typically I've experienced it um, when I'm just about to fall off the edge of something, I'll shake myself awake. Now, I've heard uh-huh. in, in some very loose exploration of dreams, and by loose, I mean I don't have a lot of experience studying dreams. I just have a lot of experience having weird dreams yeah. um, and just keeping, like, notating them. But my understanding is, I have heard that this is a type of astral projection. I've also heard that you levitate a little bit and the crashing back is actually like coming back onto the bed. No shit. Whoa. Listen, I heard this as a teenager. Are you for real? It feels to me like I'm falling into my bed again. Yeah. Is that what it feels like to you? Mm Mm-hmm. But I never really thought that it was anything more than me just 
like you say, waking myself up from maybe a falling dream or mm-hmm. a death dream or mm-hmm. one of those dreams where you yeah. need to wake up right then. Yeah. Right? Yes. Um, but I'm open to the possibility that it's astral projection. Sure. Yeah. I have heard that too. I can't confirm, nor can I deny it. Hmm. Um, so I don't have enough information to really support that. Um, Do you ask to project when you're awake? I no, I don't. Have I, you tried? Nah, I don't think so. Hmm. Sometimes weird things just happen to me, and I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But um, I have a couple of things to say. I, I I also like. I've been doing some reading research on a book that I've mentioned just about every single episode. So What's far. it called? It's Leslie? called <laughs> "Managing My Psychic Abilities" by. Mary Bueller Shutan. Thank you, Anne, for recommending that book such a long time ago. But it is a wealth of information. It's good, huh? And and Mary talks. Get it on my shelf. Yeah, it's it's great. Mary talks like anybody that is. you know, Matthew talks very specifically in addition to all types of dreams. I had the feeling of being inside places that are familiar, but I don't recall being in. I've had, ex- I've experienced fragments of dialogue between friends, acquaintances, and even key no- key point, even people I don't know personally. These are, um, these are all s- um, symptoms of being mildly to moderately psychic. Mm, interesting. Um, so, so this, the, um, familiar spaces that you haven't been in, that's always what I've called deja vu. Yeah. Is that the yeah. wrong term? I feel that I felt the same about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mary talks about it being a symptom of being like literally listing, like if you're dreaming and you're dreaming these things, you are mildly right. to moderately psychic. And what I've, does I've also thought of deja vu as remembering a dream, like yeah. dreaming about it first and then experiencing it in real time yeah. later. Yeah. Deja vu is an interesting conversation to have because it can stop you in your track. I mean, I have been yeah, moments where too. I've been like, Oh my God. Yeah. But maybe totally. so is, do you think that this is what our question asker is asking about or is this different? I mean, I think it can be any and all of that. Yeah. But it's, it's very clear to me that Matt is psychic and yeah. Matt is learning how to manage his psychic abilities. <gasps> oh, maybe he would benefit <laughs> from that book. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> let me see. I need that book. Now, in terms of like the seep- <laughs> it's it is a great book. It's, it's the book I've been waiting for. It's interactive. <laughs> I think if this person would like to have such a vivid dream life while continuing the CPAP machine, you might have to be more intentional about it. And like I said at the beginning, I'm not a talented dreamer naturally. I have to kind of work hard at it. I'm not just like able to remember my dreams every night unless I'm having a diligent dream journaling practice. Mm -hmm. So you might just have to be like the rest of us (laughs) 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 and, uh, you know, set your attention intention to remember your dreams before you go to bed and then wake up and write down anything you can remember in the morning because you probably are dreaming. It's just not as vivid or as memorable or as easy to remember Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. you wake up. Mm -hmm. That's good advice. That's great. All right. That is great advice. Thanks, Matt. Okay.
Hey, we've got Michelle from Pittsburgh. And she says, hello. Hi, hello. <laughs> she does not say that. Um, you mentioned in the first episode that being a witch means working with demons. Speaking of demons, what do you mean by this? Have you worked with them in the past and in what ways? What even is a demon? I'm assuming that Christianity slash Hollywood has skewed the definition. Why would one work with the demon versus a deity? Thank you for all that you do. It's incredible that you have connected witches all over the world. Thank you, Michelle. I think when I say working with your demons, it's a way of saying like doing shadow work or your inner demons, your inner anger and, and inner issue. Yeah, yes. I don't. So, I don't believe we intended to to say if we did because I haven't heard the first episode in so long. But I'm pretty sure we did not intend to say that being a witch means working with demons. You guys talk about working with your demons. You're talking about doing shadow work. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when we talk about working with our demons, we the that language for Leslie and I, and I, I'm assuming Laura as well because she's shaking her head, is about working with our shadow sides. Um, it is what that means is um, instead of neglecting or suppressing or not looking at the negative personality and habitual aspects of oneself you um, you do the opposite and then uh, thereby you find healing and um, positive qualities in those in those things Um, because most of the time Shadow aspects of the self are merely um, things that are trying to protect you. And so you can kind of like utilize them as, you know, as symbols of uh, or talismans in magic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. Katie from Pittsburgh writes, I have this question for Laura and also everyone. Any tips on how to balance nighttime rituals like prepping for dream work and connection with my guides and a bedroom rest space that isn't completely my own? My husband is very supportive but does not share my practices. I often feel pressure to do my own work hurriedly before switching to ahem, Do that again for dramatic effect. (laughs) (laughs) It it wasn't my eyes. It's switching the pages because I didn't staple them. Um, More intimate togetherness time or hoping I will feel like engaging my own practice afterwards. Is it just a matter of better planning? That's a good question. It's a fantastic question. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so booty's getting in the way? Uh, It sounds like booty's getting in the way. Which, dude, like, you know what? You got to prioritize. No shame in that. Anyway. Well, (laughs) I don't have my glasses on. (laughs) Anyway. Um, It was pinching my ears. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say if the, I would say to do it afterwards. But you that means you have to carry that intention through right. <laughs> fun times into the afterwards yeah. time. And frankly, after fun <laughs> times, sometimes you just want to sleep. Time. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, mm-hmm. The timing in my life doesn't work out that way. So that's not an issue for me. 
that you know we all have our times where we're feeling it more than other times. Mm-hmm. And, um, wait, dream work or <laughs> wait, what, wait, what are you talking things? about? What are you talking about? Here? I know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> I know what you're talking Just about. You say it. <laughs> I like afternoon, you know. <laughs> I just oh, yeah. do. But um, yeah, I, I never realized how that because I like the afternoon, it didn't impact my dreams. Uh, <laughs> well, I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying. Oh. Yes, this is great. Yeah, it's really a really advice. good question. Yeah. Um, but I guess, you know, that's actually like a very receptive place if you can carry it through to the after times and you do find yourself still awake. And you I can just love after times. <laughs> your intention. <laughs> What should I call it? Post. The glow. If, you, if you're in the glow, if you want to just check in with your intentions and your guides, then I'm sure that that would go over well. It would go just fine. It would go great. Um, but I you just to, have to have a lot of resolve. Well, you know what? I actually think that Katie can use this to her advantage. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because yeah. she can like set her intention, rev it up with the sexual Actual activation, abs- yes. and go to sleep. Yep, absolutely. Sex magic, indeed. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. if you're, if there's a writing component or something, you can do that before. Yeah. But yeah, just spending a few minutes when you're falling asleep and you're glowing. Yeah, that sounds lovely. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It really does. Yeah. Oh. Do you two have advice for this? I I would say the same. Yeah. I mean, not to be boring, but yeah, I I don't really think I don't really think it, it's like. It's hard to work that in, especially whenever you want to be with your partner. Absolutely. You know, and so um, I, I mean, I, I'm guessing that maybe it can be also simplified, which would be like, okay, you're brushing your teeth. And maybe that at that time you can set your intentions and do what you need to do. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like a, a big elaborate ritualistic thing. Or if you're the kind of person that gets up to pee after. Yeah. There's some yeah. alone time built yep. in. There it is. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. You know, or if it is something you want to be really intentional with, then maybe you don't have to do it every single night. Yeah. I mean, setting yeah. the dream intention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then yes. maybe every other night you set, you do your dream work. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the the most valuable thing for remembering your dreams is the morning dream journal anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't get hung up on it unless there's no recall at all without your affirmations and intentions at night. Mm. Um, if you're mm-hmm. consistent about journaling in the morning, you are going to remember something eventually. Mm-hmm. It just might take a little longer than if you're doing both nighttime and morning rituals. Mm. But on the other hand, if you're doing... Nighttime rituals, morning rituals, whatever kind of daily or or cyclic with the moon rituals, your whole day is going to be caught up in rituals if you're doing rituals all the time. So it's true. It's okay to pick your battles too. Absolutely. And you can also, you know, like base it off of your intention too. Yeah. What do you feel like doing that night? Mm. I think affirmations in the glow time sounds great. I I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. I really do too. And the thing is, I, I, 
I think we always overthink our team. And we it's do. Like they, they're they're going to be like, we got you. Even if you're just thinking it for a millisecond, yes. we, ha- we have you. We've got, we've got you taken care of. It's true. Absolutely. You're so right about that. I, th- I rethink my team all the time. Oh, I do yeah. too. Yeah. I do too. Absolutely. Like, hey guys, are, you, are you there? Are you there? Yeah. Are you listening? Hello? Is this thing on? <laughs> for real. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So uh, best of luck there, Katie. Uh, Mel from Montreal. Hello, ladies. I just have a tiny question. Ever since I was young, I've had a plethora of nightmares. I still remember my first nightmare, which was presented as kind of an intro to nightmares. So I was wondering, how can we prevent nightmares? Thank you. Prevention. Hmm. I think you kind of talked a little bit about that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It would, with, oh, with, with the lucid, lucid dreaming, dreaming. Yeah. yeah, but that's not prevention. Mm-mm. That's yeah. safety. That's it like is, um, yeah. learning how to box and going into your dream world with your boxing gloves. Yeah, you know. But I've not found a way to prevent myself from ever having nightmares. Just like we can't prevent bad days or bad moods or bad health occasionally. Yeah, even if we're super healthy and we do all the right things, like. You know, sometimes you have to weather the storm, but I think good having good mental hygiene, psychic hygiene throughout your day will affect your night time. Having good relationships around you is going to affect your night time. Mm-hmm. Having less stressful environments and situations going to be less nightmarish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but wouldn't you say also, you know, thinking about shadow work, that a nightmare can teach us quite a bit? about ourselves mm. and what are we worrying about yeah. what are we most concerned about absolutely who is most concerning us right now yes and what do they have to teach us so if you kind of if you if you can kind of spin it a little bit and kind of see it as like a teaching moment um you know i think i think that's of value and that's how i i kind of you know see my nightmares but i certainly am not plagued by them per se right. Um, some magical things that you can do is sleeping with black tourmaline by your bed, selenite by your bed, also placing a bowl of water next to your bed. If, if the night bears are being, um, psychically triggered by entities in your home or people who are giving you evil eye shade, um, placing a bowl of water next to your bed will distract them while you're sleeping. Yeah. Um, but of course then you have to remove the bowl of water and dump it down the toilet the next day and just keep, you know, recycling that whole process. But I don't necessarily think that nightmares are bad per se. No. They can be teachers. But if you're having the same one mm-hmm. over and over, mm-hmm. that could be a sign that Definitely. maybe you need a little more support support yeah in your waking life and your dream life um and yeah just going into it with a mindset that if it was a one-off nightmare that doesn't mean it has to ruin your day Mm -hmm. possibly there's a lesson to learn from it Mm -hmm. i really like that advice but leslie what about the nightmares that sometimes seem a little more than nightmares Mm mm-hmm what about them? They yeah. suck. Yeah. They do. They do. They're the worst. Do um, you have good <clears throat> strategies for either prevention or coping with them? I sleep with stones. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not a studious dreamer. I just dream and let it let it happen. Um, 
but the ones that scare me really scare me and um sometimes i can't get back to bed so mm. i guess to share like i'll do i'll call my guides in when i wake up and i'm mm-hmm. like oh god i'm really i'm really fucking freaked out i need you guys to like lay on top of me mm-hmm. or like merge yourself with me mm-hmm. and i ask them to like surround my bed yeah yeah and i yeah. do a lot of counting and breathing just like no no meditation i'll just count and breathe mm-hmm. um but it's i don't i don't I would not say I'm plagued right. by having nightmares or that I have a plethora of them. Mm. Um, but every once in a while, I'll be hit with a zinger. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have one kind of nightmare that I wonder if you both have. It's the nightmare where in your dream you get something that you want and then you wake up and it's not real. Oh, yeah. To me, this is the one of the worst kinds of nightmares. Yep. Mine is a little different than that. Mine is that I will have done something... I will have kicked a habit and mm. then I'll dream about doing it and then I'll get mm. so mad at myself in my dream and I'm just like so disappointed with mm. like smoking. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't believe I'm having a cigarette right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So that's, that's the, yeah. Yeah. And aliens. Aliens? <laughs> what in the... Pesky aliens. Ah, they just keep popping up like a whack-a-mole. <laughs> they are. Just like whack-a-mole, oh, you know? Oh, man. One, like, I'll never forget. One, they're just, oh, man. They... <laughs> I hear ya. Do you. Do you have alien dreams? Never. Never in my whole life. Uh-uh. Oh, they've been... I've been having alien dreams since I saw the cover of <gasps> Communion on oh, my dad's my nightstand. Yeah. That book scared the shit out of me. Uh-huh. I, yeah. Aliens and other entities. Yeah. They're scary. Mm-hmm. Not all of them are super scary, but, you know, sometimes a being just seems much more than a dream character. Mm-hmm. And that's when I wake up and call in my guides for support and put up some energy boundaries yeah. around myself and my bed and my yeah. bedroom and kind of like go outward from yeah. my physical self to surround my whole house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... I draw up the earth energy and just like really root myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from my bed, three stories up on a hillside. You can do it. I'm, you know, you can like do it. Yeah, fifty feet in the air, but I root myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I, I, you know, that kind of plays on a little bit about what you were talking about. If you're having like, if you're taking care of your hygiene during the day, like ever since I've gra- like I've been, I'll notice when I'm like, ooh, I'm not grounded. Yeah, and that's that's usually when I'll have like the dream, the dreams yeah. that are real weird, mm-hmm. creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, alien dreams, Donna. <sighs> okay, so what do you think is happening there? Oh, they just come to visit me in my dreams, and oh, okay, so you're having dreams about aliens. Yep, or am I? What form of alien? Oh, good oh, question, Donna. Light, light good question. Oh, talking about, like, the little people with the big eyes. They're pretty tiny. Yeah, and they often I have to like peer over the side of my bed to see if they're there. <gasps> oh my god, that would scare me so much. And, no, no, I've never taken a Do sleeping drug. And then sometimes what they'll do is I'll be like, no, and then they'll get me on a sheet and pull me down the hallway. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh my god, no, that's too scary. Oh, that's oh, it's terrible. awful. Too scary. 
we were watching one of those mockumentary Ooh. things where a ghost drags someone out of the bed like that, and I could not sleep all night long. No, <laughs> do like you it's can't too scary. Like, you can't like put a foot over the side nope, of the bed. Not either. even a foot. Oh, no. Like at all. no. <laughs> I have alien, I have a good scare alien dream at least once a year, maybe twice a year. Okay. I would say if anybody visits me frequently besides my ex-boyfriend, it's an alien. (laughs) Do you think... (laughs) Here we come. Here we come. Here we come. We're coming for you. We're coming for you. This is the door. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one one more question. Yeah. Can for you, me? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I gotta know. Do you, can you watch alien movies? Or is or is it like I, I can't do aliens? Like some people can't do clowns. Well, I still haven't you seen know? signs. <gasps> so no. Oh. So no. <laughs> Jim too. Jim loves to tease me about aliens. Yeah, I don't blame him. But I tell you. But I will also say this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I saw ET probably ten times in the theater, and I felt a strong extraterrestrial connection. They've been coming for me for a long time. (laughs) I think they have. Donna, Donna feels very fond. That's all it took, huh, Donna? Very fond of Leslie at this time. Donna, I do. I feel connection to this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have home. dreams about aliens, Donna? No. no. But I used to play shows and we'd have E.T. porn. In the it's back. true. She did. E.T. porn like in the back. Projection. Yep. What is that? It's, it's porn e. Gets, with E.T. Gets it every way. Yeah, all, all, all the witch ways. <laughs> And with little, the finger. finger. Yeah. That little finger gets its way too. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a that's it's a thing. real? Yeah. yeah. And it's weird because I'm not sure like, I could um, handle it. I think that. it's German. No, yeah, of course sure. it is. But it yeah, probably is, but it's also like uh They're creative. Yeah. Kinda. yeah. Everyone's wearing like the fluffy pirate shirts and top hats. So the, so the extraterrestrial comes and probes them. No. Like, they probe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll find it for you. Oh, cool. It's Thank uh, you. Laura, Laura, have you? Is this resonating with you? I haven't seen you? that. Is this resonating with you? <laughs> I was really. The two things I was scared of as a kid were fire and aliens. Mm. And alien movies were really hard for a long time. And they are getting less hard now, but still sometimes a little too scary. Mm-hmm. Well, like all because like I could give a less crap about aliens or like you know like alien Sigourney Weaver like aliens that doesn't oh, that's bother different. me that's, that's different that's like, like an amphibian like sci-fi creature yeah. monster shit you know yeah. but what were some of the other alien movies well growing up E.T. was scary oh um but like by the time I was in elementary school, I couldn't even watch Mars Attacks, which is so silly. Yeah, it's like really... it's so silly. You know, <laughs> I'm past that point now. Yeah. It's not that scary anymore. Yeah, I still haven't seen Signs. I should probably see it. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Signs? You I guys think so. It? Mm-hmm. It's been a while. That's pretty I good. Shyamalan. 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 Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, we hope that is that enough? Is that all the questions that you have for? Alien freak Mo- show. Moving on, moving on. <laughs> Anonymous writes, 
I have been talking to several different psychics. Apparently, I have negative energy. I've paid hundreds for so-called spiritual work, only to be told it didn't work and I need to spend upwards of $1,400. Also, I have an ex that is obsessed and won't move on. My greatest wish is that he finds his soulmate and happiness so that he will leave me alone. Anyway, you could help. Well, first of all, I would be weary of anybody that's going to encourage you like, to spend $1,400 yes, to get better. Come on. I don't believe in that. That is charlatan's all. work. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't believe in that. It is BS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not real. So I would, I would start to believe in yourself that you don't have a negative energy attachment. Agreed. Because it feels like that you were kind of... People were preying upon yeah, you. Yeah, and that's a, a shame. So. It's not fair. Now, if you do still feel, maybe you actually do feel as though you have some negative energy, then there are some things you can do. Mm-hmm. And what, what, what do you think? Well, what do we always say? Yeah. <laughs> Cleanse and clear, everybody. <laughs> Cleanse, clear, bless. You, you know, definitely... I. I so if you if you want to to not open up your your um, wallet, um, there are some baths that you can do. <laughs> you guys, Mary Mueller Shutan has some really great cleansing. Oh. What Donna baths? Stop. <laughs> you have to stop. I think someone's I obsessed. Was- <laughs> are you obsessed with Mary? Is that what's going on here? So <laughs> I'm so in tune with her logical information. Um, it's just speaking to you. I think it's awesome. Like, so what brilliant. what does she say? Well, um, let's hear it. <laughs> you know, of course, the salt bath. We all know that yeah. one. Like salt bath with um, lemon slices are really good. She also talks about goat's milk being very neutralizing. Mm. But I would say like, <clears throat> this isn't a one and done situation, Anonymous. This is like, you need to do these cleansing baths every day for, you know, like a week. And do the same with your home as well. Yeah, this is a deep dive cleaning. Mm -hmm. Boundary Um, work. Salt bowls around. Yep. Even if you've got one of those um, isolation tanks in your town, where you go and you soak in an isolation tank for an hour, could be very beneficial. Those are filled with salt water, right? Epsom salt, Mm -hmm. yeah, typically like, like, many many pounds Mm -hmm. of epsom salt Mm -hmm. um so that can be very very cleansing to you too that feels like a really that feels like the kick the kickoff Mm -hmm. and then follow up with a couple cleansing baths Mm -hmm. wondering what your thoughts are on cord cutting oh Uh, well Well, definitely uh, for this x that's where my mind was going for the x in particular i think cord cutting in this situation with with this person that won't leave you be would be super duper appropriate. Um, and Laura, do you want to take a stab at uh, defining cord cutting? Sure. So the way I have read about it and experienced it is that you sort of have like an energetic tether to another person or entity um, that you have a strong connection with. Like it could be family members, it could be partners, friends. Um, and if their relationship needs much more separation than it is currently experiencing, you can release that tether. Um, And the way that I've done that is with my hands, just sweeping in front of my navel, like imagining it like an umbilicus Mm -hmm. and being very decisive. Like my hands are a knife 
Um, and you have to maybe do it more than once sometimes. Yeah. It doesn't uh-huh. always work yeah. on the first time. Yeah, Because the emotional connection goes both ways usually. Like your ex is attached to you, but maybe there's also some subconscious attachment going the other direction. Mm-hmm. And so you have to like release whatever attachment you have as well. Which means that person to some shadow on. work too, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I I've experienced it in similar ways. I've also been able to isolate where the cord is. Maybe not necessarily in the solar plexus. Maybe it's like attached to the proverbial hip. Yeah, <laughs> you that's know, a good point. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I've utilized a, uh, stones mm-hmm. in helping with this, and also plants. So mm-hmm. um, obsidian is really helpful. Um, in this process of cutting the cord, like actually using it as you would a knife. Um, and then you can find obsidian sort of, it, sometimes it's not perfectly. Mm-hmm. So it almost looks like a knife. It has like a, almost a, an edge to it. Edge. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And of course, you know, if it, you know, if you have the funds for it, you can certainly search, you know, obsidian knife and oh, you can yeah. find they actual exist. knives made out of obsidian. You can mm-hmm. do that for this kind of work. But I have a piece that's natural that looks like an ax head. Yes. Blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like sharp on one. Same. Edge. Yep. Same. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's the type of thing that I use as well. But then yarrow, um, energetically is an excellent plant that helps heal, um, spiritual wounding. Um, and so you could make yourself a little sachet with dried yarrow in it and, if you can um, uh, carry it over the place where you've cut that cord, and that can really, you know, speed the process along quite nicely. So that's so lovely, yeah. yarrow. You're so nice. You know, I have to confirm too. Like, just when you're doing these ritual baths for cleansing, you need to physically take a shower and wash your body first. This is not. A, I'm going to clean my pits while I'm in here. Mm-hmm. This is a completely separate situation. Yep. So you want to, you if you're if you really want to intentionally do it properly, you need to physically clean and scrub your tub. Yep. Shower. Or you could. I. I would. I just just I, the residual cleaning material. I'd get it down the. And then shower, energetically cleanse your space with some kind of a, a smoke um, that you can use. Draw your bath, and you are going to want to. You could physically go underneath the water, or you could do three, three to nine passes of water over your head. Mm-hmm. So you're like really cleansing yourself energetically, and then when you get out of the tub, you can pass through two candles backwards to leave the neg- negative energy in the tub and then visualize all of the negative energy going down the tub mm-hmm. when you empty it and then air dry. Don't yes. tell dry yourself. Don't tell up. dry. Air dry. Yeah. So that would be really the proper mm-hmm. step-by-step mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. You know? Mm-hmm. I yeah. learned from someone to, rather than allow the negative energy to be released with the water to tell the water to take it mm-hmm. and that was a really hard shift for me to make to be bossy with the water <laughs> but the water doesn't care if i'm bossy no. and, and the water responds well to commands yeah yeah so you can feel free to tell it that you need it to take something yeah specific yeah, yeah. i've done that while pulling the plug Oh yeah, me yeah, too. So that's you where get I that do like it. yeah, that like physical yes. action. That's when you know. I that's when I say my please take. Yeah. 
That's yeah. how I make it okay. I say, please take. Yeah, I do the take. same thing. <laughs> but also, Thank you, water. You're the best. You're doing a great job. <laughs> yeah. I also do it right when I'm draining the tub. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cool, mm-hmm. it's a cool fa- uh, action. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Oh, Laura, this has been so Thank nice. you for coming on, Thank Laura. You so, so much for inviting me. Oh. It's been so fun having you here. So great. Yeah. I am so happy that we got to sit here and talk about plants and dreams and animism and all these things. That's that so nice. Honestly, I want to talk about all the time. Oh, me too, girl. Rarely get to <laughs> mm-hmm. voice any mm-hmm. opinion on. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It has been yeah. a, an honor to have you. Indubitably. Mm-hmm. The Ask a Hag podcast is produced by Donna Kyler. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you find your podcasts. You can be part of the podcast too. Leave us a voice message or a question on the Anchor FM app and we'll play it on the show. And don't forget to give us some reviews. Please review us. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, (laughs) it really helps, guys. And we just love to hear your kind words as well. It's true. You can find this podcast on Instagram at ask.a.hag or at askahagpodcast.com. Thank you so darn much. Absolutely. From the bottom (laughs) of our hearts. Thank you. Bye. Bye.